The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our epistle reading for today from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and especially this verse. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the things that younger people seem to like to do in our day is to watch videos on the internet where someone fails at an attempted stunt. For those of you that are not on YouTube every day, think of America's funniest home videos when it goes really wrong. Yes, these young people watch as someone who has decided that they are invincible goes out to try to accomplish a feat that is impossible or nearly so. Then they watch as that person falls or crashes or otherwise embarrasses themselves. We all know, in one way or another, that it's usually those who think they're invincible that end up laying in the hospital bed. Today, as we seek to look at the Word of God given to us through the Apostle Paul, we must realize that there are sort of three stories that Paul is interacting with and three stories then that we should have in our mind as we seek to take away the meaning of the text. The first story is that of the Israelites wandering between Egypt and the Promised Land. Yes, those Israelites had been taken out of Egypt right through the parted Red Sea. Paul says that those Israelites were baptized in the Red Sea. He's pointing out that just as a Christian is saved in the waters of baptism, those Israelites were saved through the waters of the Red Sea. And you know, when you hear the beginning of that story, that God would save a people, parting a body of water to bring them salvation, you would think the end of the story should be easy to predict. Those Israelites should just rejoice and rejoice on their way to the Promised Land. But of course, that's not what happened. No, indeed, instead of rejoicing, they often grumbled. Yes, Paul reminds us that those very Israelites who had literally walked on dry ground between the parted Red Sea walls, that they were not faithful as they should have been. No, instead, they in various and sundry ways embraced idolatry. They bowed down and worshipped that golden calf. They participated in sexually charged rituals to foreign false deities. And they grumbled against God every time their stomachs rumbled from hunger. Paul reminded the Corinthians that those very people who had been baptized in the Red Sea in the end did not enter the promised land. Rather, because they embraced idolatry, they fell dead in the wilderness. The second story that we're called to interact with today is the story of the Corinthians themselves. For you see, the Corinthians had been baptized into Christ Jesus as well. And we're told that the Corinthians had been blessed richly in every spiritual way. Well, perhaps because of all that great bounty that God poured out upon them, they began to believe that there was no way they could ever lose God's favor. They believed that nothing they did could change their status with God. 
And so we are told that the Corinthians began to participate in rituals to pagan gods. They really just didn't think it would matter. Well, Paul wrote them to assure them that they were no different than those Israelites of old. He wrote them to assure them that even though they had been saved through the waters of baptism, they too would end up lying dead in the wilderness rather than proceeding into the promised land of heaven if they did not leave such idolatry behind. The last story then that we need to interact with is our own story. Blessedly, most of us gathered here today have been baptized into Christ Jesus as well. God has given us the forgiveness of our sins and he has freed us from slavery to sin. He's given us new life through his Holy Spirit. And you and I too are walking through a wilderness of sorts. We're walking through that wilderness that exists between the time of our baptism and that last day when we get to go into the new heaven and the new earth. But we too must recognize that while we are walking in this wilderness time, there are many temptations to idolatry. You know, there are actually some Christians in the world who hold to a teaching called eternal security. A lot of people, people often refer to this teaching as once saved, always saved. Indeed, these churches that hold to this teach that when one is truly in a relationship with Jesus, they can never fall away. Now, Lutherans have always rejected this teaching because of verses like the one that we look at today. Why would Paul give such warnings against falling away if it wasn't even possible? And Paul is certainly not alone. Jesus also warns about the dangers of falling away from the faith and ending up apart from him for all eternity. But you know, while we Lutherans have identified this as a false teaching, in some ways, I think, or at least at times, we still embrace the idea. Think about how many Lutherans, and not to mention other Christians, are living comfortably in sins, believing that they are okay, because some many decades ago, they had some connection to the church. Perhaps their mother or their father blessedly brought them to baptism. How many people are cozying up to the idols of sport or sexuality or whatever else in our world and yet still really believe there's nothing wrong between them and God? How many of us can be tricked into also thinking that the presence of sin in our lives isn't all that troubling? How many of us believe that no matter what we do, we will end up with Christ? After all, that sounds very close to the gospel we proclaim. But yet, it is not the gospel we proclaim. For you see, the gospel is about Christ forgiving us when we sin. But it doesn't stop there. It's also about him freeing us from the bondage to sin in order that we can walk in newness of life. Yes, indeed, the gospel it's not about freeing us to live in sin, but freeing us from sin. Yes, indeed, there are those people in this world, sadly, who will have been baptized into Christ Jesus and yet will not enter into the kingdom of heaven on the last day. 
For in that wilderness time between their baptism and their entry into the kingdom on the last day, they will have left Christ behind through idolatry. They will die spiritually in the wilderness. And if you think I'm just talking about someone else, well then I suppose Paul's words are most right and proper. If you think that you will stand, be careful lest you fall. For you see, those Corinthians didn't really think they were leaving behind God when they went to their friends to one of these pagan rituals. And yet, we are told that embracing that idolatry was deadly to their faith. And I suppose most of the Israelites really didn't want to do away with God either when they complained to him about bread and about water. And yet, they all died in the wilderness. They did not reach the promised land. You know, it is a great blessing that we in our church get to hear the gospel over and over again. But if we ever embrace the idea that the gospel simply frees us up to cozy up to our favorite idol, we have misheard and misunderstood the gospel altogether. You know, the gospel frees us to no longer be bound to sin, but instead to walk in newness of life. And so, be careful, lest you fall. And how is it that one is careful, spiritually speaking? Well, that way has everything to do with your baptism. For indeed, it is baptism that saves us, so long as we do not reject its gifts along the way. And we embrace the gifts of our baptism day by day by confessing our sins, just like we did when we were baptized. And it's not that our confession somehow means that we'll enter into the promised land, but it is God's promise that every time we confess our sins, he will meet us with his good gospel. Yes, he will bring to us his absolution, the forgiveness of our sins. He always meets our confession with Jesus. And that's what it truly means to be spiritually careful, is always we must remain right where Jesus has promised to be. As we've been reminded in this memory work we've been working on the last several weeks, we're reminded that ultimately our faith and the maintaining of it is not ours alone to do. In fact, it is God's alone to do. We were reminded ourselves that we could not, by our own reason or strength, come to Jesus Christ or believe in him, except that the Holy Spirit called us by his gospel and enlightened us with his gifts. We were reminded that in the Christian church, it is God who daily and richly forgives us of all of our sins, in order that we might be kept in that one true faith throughout the entire period of the wilderness and even unto eternal life. Yes, to be spiritually careful is to be in church with Jesus, where temptation is identified as such, where sin is proclaimed to be utterly sinful, and where Jesus Christ alone is preached as the solution to temptation and sin. Don't believe that you could never fall in fact, Paul would seem to suggest that it would be safer to assume that you will always fall into temptation. 
For if you believe that, then you will remember always to keep Christ close to you. For Paul said that God always provides a way out when temptation comes. And the Christian understands that that way out is ultimately Jesus himself. He is the one that gives us strength to stand. So leave behind your sins. Identify those idols in your life and crush them in repentance. Don't be like those Israelites of old who died in the wilderness. Don't be like those Corinthians who thought they could go on worshiping false gods while also trying to worship Jesus. Repent and know this truth. You belong to Jesus. He has claimed you in the waters of baptism. He cleanses you through words of absolution. He keeps you close to him at his supper. He alone has brought you to the faith. And he alone is the one who will keep you in the faith all the way throughout this journey in the wilderness we call life. You need not fear the journey, for Jesus will hold you close all the way. He will bring you from your baptism into that new life and a new heaven and a new earth. While you are so prone to fall, he has never fell even once. Indeed, he always stands firm. He has died for you and for your sin upon the cross. And he has promised to carry you now all the way until the end. You see, those who think that they're spiritually invincible, they too end up failing in epic ways. They are those who are like those kids on the YouTube videos falling on their heads. But those who are humble enough to recognize that they need trust only in Jesus, they receive Christ's epic salvation time and time again. May we always rest with Jesus. Amen.